Welcome back to another episode of Your Best Bet. My name is Phil. In this episode, Tim joins me once again to discuss all of the Week 11 picks. We have five really, really good football games to discuss. If you listened last week to Mark and I's analysis on Week 10, we gave you some really good betting tips, including some wins such as the Patriots and the Rams. Uh, we're trying to get two or three episodes out a week, and uh, hopefully next week we're going to get into some college football. So I'm really excited about that. So let's get to week 11 of the NFL. season and I have Tim here to talk about the five best games of the week. Tim, welcome back already. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, I enjoyed it last time and I'm really excited about this week of the NFL. There's some really good games and uh, excited to talk about them. We were looking at the schedule and surprisingly there's five games with uh, five winning teams and so it made sense to talk about those games first. Quick review of week 10. We saw uh, Hail Mary uh, in the Cardinals game. Pretty awesome play. Uh, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins to win that game, which was pretty much everything we discussed last week, Mark and I, that that game was going to be a track meet, and it was. Uh, we had a, another disappointing Bears game. Uh, <laughs> what, do, what do we do with this team? I, I would love to see them just start from the top, tear it down, and rebuild. But it seems like we just did that. It seems like we do that every three or four years. We draft or come up with the next uh, big quarterback in Chicago who usually just gets decimated by the defensive lines and uh, he doesn't have a, a line to protect him and he either gets injured or just blame him for our problems and send him off. And I would like to see him start from scratch, but uh, who knows? It's Chicago. Well, I think we both questioned the coaching this year quite a bit and uh, we're wasting a – a really top-end defense for the last couple seasons, and I think pretty good position players, and uh, I blame the coaching a little bit, I blame the GM for not, not building an offensive line, and and here we are again, which is pretty much the place we've been in our entire lives with, with no quarterback and not a lot of hope. Well, the, the play calling in the, the Minnesota game the other night was some of the strangest shit I've ever seen. It was terrible, it was awful, and you're you're third and thirteen or something, and you try to sneak on a, a wide receiver screen that loses like three yards. It's it, I they can tell they can say that the offensive coordinator was actually calling the plays, but that still looked like Matt Nagy to me. It didn't look any different. Yeah, terrible, kind of embarrassing to be a Bears fan, but we're kind of used to that. Running multiple wide receiver screens in various fashions is not not the way that most teams run offense in twenty twenty. But uh, that's that's what our Bears do, and that's that's why we are five and five. And I'm to the point now where I'm just kind of hoping to see how many games we lose to help us in our, our draft position. Well, I, Nick Foles apparently has no deep ball. Um, they don't run anything that sends people far enough down the field to be actually be a deep threat. And the one time in the game that they did, he had a guy and he missed him. And you know, 
it, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's disappointing, but at this point, lose them all and get a good draft and, and see what happens next year. Yeah, we, we're not surprised by any of this. We've been here for a long, long time, and uh, I'm hoping it turns around, but I don't have a lot of hope. Uh, on the opposite end of that are uh, some teams that we're going to talk about that do have some hope, and we're recording this on Wednesday night, and uh, hope to get this out so uh, people can can you know listen to this analysis for the Thursday night game. Really good Thursday night game. We got the six and three Cardinals at the six and three Seahawks. Uh, both these teams are five and three against the spread this year. Uh, currently, the line is Seahawks by three, and the over under is fifty seven and a half. Uh, generally speaking, uh, the home team gets three points, so this, this game is seen as sort of two teams that are dead even. Um, however, you know, without, without the home field advantage, which the Seahawks normally have one of the best home fields in the league, um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So you got the Cardinals who scored 30 points now, five games in a row. Um, I, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. They just play in these fun, entertaining games. Um, they give up points, but they score a lot. And the Seahawks do the same, although the Seahawks were slowed down quite a bit last week by a really good defense, which, by the way, I gave out that pick last week. Um, Cardinals beat the Seahawks in the last meeting in overtime, 37-34. You've got the Cardinals, who are the top gaining team in the league. The Seahawks are third in yards per game. The Seahawks are first in scoring. Uh, Cardinals are seventh in scoring. Uh, Tim, is there any way this game goes under the total of 57.5? No. I I definitely want the over on this. Um, it is I think it's going to be a, a offensive showdown once again. Uh, just with the stats, both teams can score. Both teams can get the ball down the field. Kyler Murray is an amazing football player. He's he's young, athletic. He's as fast as anybody I've seen on a football field this year. It was really fun to watch him. Um, on Sunday and, and have that game national because I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. But to take a peek at this team every once in a while, I, I don't want to say it, but, like, I'm kind of rooting for the Cardinals. Like, I like their team. I like uh, who they have. They have a, a, a nice running back who, who pounds the ball, and he runs people over. Uh, Drake is solid. Uh, Hopkins and Kirk at, at receiver. I mean, it's it's fun it's to watch. Yeah. They they. Their defense isn't that bad either. They give up twenty three point three. It's like ninth in the in the NFL. Their defense is solid enough. I mean, opposed to the the Seahawks, who are twenty eighth, giving up twenty nine points. That's scary to me. On can Seattle actually stop this team? And they would have to out, outscore Arizona. And I'm just not. I'm not real sure that's going to happen. Yeah, this is what I talked about last week, uh, going up against a really solid defense last week with the Rams. The Rams really slowed them down. They sacked Wilson six times, and uh, we're going to talk about the Rams later on. Um, but outside of Wilson, i got a lot of concerns about this team. They can't stop anyone. They don't have a great running game. Um, Wilson just covers up a lot of their flaws, and he's been able to do it. But he's 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 not been perfect the last couple weeks. Um I, I, I don't see any way this stays under uh, 57 and a half. Like I said, 71 points the last time they played. It just feels like it should be a 33-30 kind of game, at, you know, something like if that. If not higher. Yeah. Um, I, I got a couple plays in this game. Other than that, um, if you want to be a little bit more conservative, maybe you could add this to a parlay. Uh, total touchdowns in this game over five and a half. 
that's at minus 265. So you, there's not a lot of value there. If you add it to a parlay, you might have something there. If you want to go even higher, over six and a half touchdowns total in the game, minus 117. Um, I also like Russell Wilson, over two and a half touchdown passes. That's at plus 125. So there's value with, with the player prop. And those are kind of fun to do. Um, when they score, it's usually not by running the ball. It's usually by Wilson through the air. Um, anything else you got? Um, I think in order for this game to be close, I actually don't think it's going to be that close. I think it could be a, a couple touchdowns uh, in Arizona's direction, just with the way the teams are playing right wow. now. They're coming off of a huge win. I don't like Seattle's defense, and like you said, their offense was even exposed uh, up against a reasonable defense last week. So I, I'm taking Arizona uh, on the, the spread and – uh, money line. I, I like them both ways. Okay. And definitely over. Yeah, I'll, I'll play the over. I'll play those props. I don't. I don't get a great feel about a side. Unlike you, um, I'll, I, I would just play the number there. But uh, Tim really likes the Cardinals. Uh, Might yeah. be my new favorite team. Apparently. I mean, this is the, <laughs> Kyler Murray's Murray's the quarterback that I've always wanted in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll just switch teams, follow him around. The the next game. Real quick, so I, I, I said this to you earlier today. Uh, would you take Kyler Murray or, or Lamar Jackson at this point? Kyler. He, he's he's a interesting, like he's in, like a Michael Vick type of player with his speed, and he still has a, a rocket arm. I mean, the ball that he threw on the Hail Mary last week was so on the money, and he was, he was running towards the sideline. I mean, it, most dynamic quarterback in the league, I think. It's funny because I actually heard Vic say the, mo the player most like him is Kyler Murray. Um, I think I heard that in an interview this year. Yeah, I would take Kyler too. I think he's he's just a lot more accurate with the football. Lamar's amazing. He's got amazing ability in open field. But I, I just I actually trust Kyler a lot more to make the right decision, the right football decision, and, and to make just more accurate throws from that position. Yes, the next game we have is the six and three Titans at the six and three Baltimore Ravens. Line that currently is Ravens minus six and a half, over under at forty nine. Uh, so both of these teams are reeling a little bit. You got the Titans have lost three or four. They just came off a, a, a bad loss against the Colts, frankly, in which they were just dominated in the second half of that game. Ravens lost two or three. Um, just came off a loss against the the Patriots. We gave that pick out last week. The Patriots plus seven. They ended up winning that game. So Tennessee is the is top team in the league in turnover differential at plus ten. Um, and you got Baltimore as the, the top scoring defense in the league. The only thing that concerns me with with Tennessee getting turnovers is is and as we we know as Bears fans is that can be a cover for. Um, your record if you if you are getting a lot of turnovers you convert those into touchdowns at some point those level off a little bit it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors and we know all about that um so that's my concern for them i have this written down tim this is this is a revenge game for the ravens uh for what happened in the playoffs last year when they looked like they at least go to the afc championship game play the chiefs they lost at home to the titans um Speaking of Lamar Jackson, he's still on pace for 3,000 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing. I mean, he, he's he has pretty been, incredible. He has been slowed down this year, but he's still he's still getting it done. Um, I don't know what's your what's your angle on this game? What do you like? 
Um, I think, in the end, I think the Ravens will win in a tight game. Um, I, I think it will it will be within that. Do You said it moved to six or six and a half? Six and a half right now. Yeah, I, I still think it's going to be that tight. I think it's it's... It's going to be a game that's in the the low twenties um, for the winner and and maybe teens. I I think it's going to be tight. I think uh, the amount of yards that the Ravens gave up on the ground against New England is kind of it's kind of concerning. It was like 173. Uh, Derek Henry's production has been down lately. Not not really sure what's going on. If they get behind in games, they it kind of takes him out. But I think if they control the, the ground game and they keep it low scoring, I think it gives them their best chance to win. So I think the Ravens will win the game, but I think I think it'll be tighter than that. That's six, six and a half. I I have the Ravens to, to cover that. Um, I just I, I, I really play up this revenge factor quite a bit. Um, I don't like the Titans defensively. I think Baltimore is going to get rolling on the ground, and I actually, if you, I haven't been able to find it yet because it's not out yet. But uh, if there's any rushing yard props on on Lamar, um, he's been gaining on the ground quite a bit. I would take the over on his rushing yards this week, and I just I like the six and a half. I think the Titans are going backwards. They were dominated by the Colts. They were beaten soundly by the Bengals. And they're only winning their last four games is against our Bears, and that doesn't really mean a lot right now. No. Um, so Tim likes the Ravens to win, but the Titans to cover. I'm going to take the Ravens and give the six and a half. Next game we have is two of our favorite teams, the seven and two Packers at the six and three Colts. Uh, currently, the Colts are favored by two over unders at fifty one and a half. So the Colts are starting to get rolling. They've won three of four. Um, the Packers are, you know, solid record. Struggled against the Jaguars last week. Um, they they were the one leg that killed my parlay of the week last week. By the way, um, I had them to cover six and a half, and they could not do that against the Jaguars at home. The Colts are first in defensive yards allowed this year. There's there's a solid defensive team, and the Packers are, are pretty decent too. They're at they're coming at ninth. Um, Rodgers is he has 26 touchdowns, three picks on the year, uh, super efficient, having a great year. Surprisingly, Philip Rivers has turned around, kind of a rocky start to the season, but over the last four games, seven touchdowns, two picks, averaging just under 300 yards a game. Um, and someone that I've I've kind of liked with the Colts is uh, Naheem Hines. Can't say his name. 115 total yards last game, two touchdowns. They've been involving their rookie wide receiver, Michael Pittman, quite a bit. 15 catches last two games. I'm going to ask you first, what do you like here? And I'll get to what I like. Well, I, I think it's, it, in a way, it's an offense versus defense game, um, only on the Packers' side when they have the ball. I, I think the the Packers' defense is solid. It's not it's not great, but it's solid. It's, it's a very well-matched game. I think it'll be a pretty good football game. Um, Should be. I any time that you get down to where it's an offense versus defense situation, though, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty good quarterback, and I like him in situations. I like him in big games. I like him when he knows he knows this is a big game. It's kind of a statement game against another good team, 
and uh, I, I I don't like Philip Rivers in those games so much, uh, obvious reasons. And I I like uh, I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I I like them. I they're I guess they're they're underdogs in this game technically, but it's kind of a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. Um, the the over under with fifty one. I think it's going to be over. Uh, I, I just I like the Packers right now. Devontae Adams is a pretty good football player, and he's playing well. I know that the Colts have, the Colts seem to have a lot of young players in, in position, uh, the, the positions that they need them to be, aside from maybe a quarterback. But I think this team's going to be pretty dangerous in the next few years. I think they're definitely on the rebound. Yeah, so yeah. that's where I'm going. I'm going with the Packers, even though I hate the Packers. I'm going to pick them in this game because uh, we want to win money. Yeah, I, I I don't mind the pick. I, I don't. I didn't pick a side here. I, I actually went the other way with the total. I went under the fifty-one and a half, um, and that's just based on I think the pace of the game. The Colts would prefer to run the ball, uh, chew up clock, kind of control it, and uh, I, th- I think the Colts defensively can do enough to slow down the Packers, where they're not going to score thirty-five, uh, something like that. So I actually like the under the fifty-one and a half. I see like a twenty-seven, twenty game, twenty-four. You know, seventeen, something like that. Um, I don't mind. I guess if I would have to pick a side, I'd, I'd pick the Packers, but I just would probably take the under here and uh, roll with that. I'm just afraid that if the Colts don't run the ball well and control the clock, and you give Aaron Rodgers more time on the field, he's going to put points on the board one way or the other. And I think if the Colts don't run the ball well, it could actually get out of hand. So I think they need to run the ball, control the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Yeah, it, it would always. It's always a dangerous position to, to take the under against a great quarterback. It's kind of an uncomfortable feeling, especially if there's kind of late in the game and you need them to stay under that total. Um, Sunday night game. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. Uh, eight and one Chiefs at the six and three Raiders. Uh, obviously, the only loss the Chiefs have had this season is to the Raiders. Uh, currently going off at Chiefs minus seven and a half, and the over unders at fifty six and a half. Um, so since the Chiefs lost to the Raiders at home, they've won four in a row. They've been dominant. Mahomes has the, a ridiculous 25-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio uh, on a season average of just under 300 yards a game. Uh, I, I wrote down by his name, spectacular with super efficient play. Um, it's what you want from a quarterback, you, you know. Um, and by the way, he could be a Chicago Bear. Um he, so, he is he is unbelievable and the numbers that he's put up this year I mean you wonder how they've they've even lost one game with having a quarterback that can do the things that he can do in that kind of efficiency he's not going to lose football games for you I mean there's quarterbacks out there that down the stretch or certain parts of the game where you can't turn it over they're throwing bad interceptions he doesn't do that he has great vision he puts the ball where it needs to be yeah it's, Fun player. It's amazing to watch, and he's surrounded by ridiculous skill players with Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and then they got Edwards Hilaire this year, um, and, and they got some receivers with speed that you know behind Tyree Kill. Um, statistically, you know, Casey's obviously an offensive machine, second in yards, second in scoring, but they're also decent scoring defense. They only they allow up the six least points in the league. Um, what the Raiders offer is, is a ball control offense. They're seventh in the league in rushing. Uh, Josh Jacobs is fourth in the league in rushing yards. 
Sorry if you heard my dog there. Um, and Derek Carr is just playing efficient football. He's he's not throwing for a ton of yards, but he doesn't need to. Um, they 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 move the ball with the running game, play action. He's fifth in the he's fifth in the NFL in rating, so it's just showing that he's he's playing efficient football. Um, obviously, the blueprint to beat this team for the Raiders is to effectively run the ball, control the clock, and keep Mahomes off the field. Uh, can they do that? I don't know. They've done it once this year. They have. So I think that's that makes it possible to uh, to do it again. I I think the the Raiders are like the most boring six and three team that has ever existed. It's it's really under the radar. Really, like watching the games, it's nothing flashy. It's just it's. I guess it's what you'd expect out of Gruden. You know, like I guess it's just it's it's kind of vanilla, but it's working for him right now. So today when I was looking at this game, I, I wrote down, I like the Raiders plus seven, but I said, I, I wrote, prefer seven and a half if you can find it. And then right before we came on, the, the line moved to seven and a half. So I'm taking the Raiders plus seven and a half at home. I don't know if they win this game, but I think it's they're going to do enough uh, offensively to control the ball, to keep it close against this, you know, this great Chiefs offense. Um I think the total is probably going to end up right around that number, so I'll probably I probably stay away from the number, but I'll take the cheat the, the Raiders to cover. I have uh, KC given the points. Uh, I th- I think in a way it's a revenge game. It's the only blemish this season. I think they want to go out there and prove something to uh, to the NFL. I, I think they're going to win the game. I think they they are going to be okay with that line, and I think. They scored 72 points in week five, so I will take the, the over on that. I think most of those will come mm-hmm. from the Kansas City side, but uh, that's where I'm at with this one. I think they have to run the ball. Uh, the, the Raiders have to run the ball well yeah. to just set Carr up to, to make yeah. the, the passing game work. And if they they don't run it well, but they, they won the last game, and, and Jacobs had 77-2. and two. You know, It wasn't a great game for him, but... He's averaging 3.7. I think just like the, the Colts game, this is another one that's one team needs to control the clock and uh, keep the other team off the field or it could be could be ugly. It's funny that this this formula, it's, it's kind of the same formula with all uh, against all great quarterbacks. It used to be that way with Brady, with Patriots. That's, that's how you'd beat them is control the ball, keep them off the field, uh, you know, try to, try to force quick three and outs. So it'll be interesting to see if the Raiders have have success again against the Chiefs, who have been really hard to beat the last two years. I do like how you squeeze Brady into the conversations of Chiefs and Raiders when you know he's coming up in the next segment. But that is that adoration of Tom Brady in this household. Well, you know, anytime I can talk about him, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him in there at some point. Now we actually get to talk about him because he's playing on Monday Night Football at home versus the six and three Rams. The Bucks are coming at seven three. Uh, they just put on a pretty dominant offensive performance against the Carolina Panthers. They put up 46. This is my favorite game of the week because I'm, I'm fascinated by just by the matchup. I, I think these might be two of the most balanced teams in the league as you, if you look at both sides of the ball on both teams. Uh, the Rams, really impressive last week defensively holding, holding that Seattle offense to 17 points. But also efficient on offense. Um, they run the ball well. They have three running backs that they transition in and out of the game. 
Uh, Goff does enough with, with play action. He played well last week. Um, and so, again, defensively, you got the Rams second in yards allowed, second in points allowed. Um, and, and Tampa Bay is pretty good defensively as well, third in, in yards allowed and eight, eighth in points. Um, so Tampa's won four or five. Uh, the one they lost was the, the Sunday night that they got obliterated by the Saints. Um, but I, I really like – I mean, they're, I, wrote, I wrote down their skill position players, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Gronk and now Antonio Brown, and not to mention this running back Ronald Jones, who just put up one ninety two last week, four hundred yard games. These guys are hard to stop. There's just you just can't you just, you can't you don't see any holes unless you can get pressure up the middle against Tom Brady, which has always been his Achilles heel. And guess who's playing up the middle defensively? Thirty one sacks on the season for this uh, Rams defense. I, I think. That's where this game's won or lost. I think it's the pressure that they can they can get on Brady because if they can get him off the field and they can, we know Brady can't move. He's not going far. Yep. You know, if you can get him to where he's uncomfortable, he's just like any other quarterback and he can't scramble out of it. So I think the Rams having that kind of defense really keeps this game close. I think it they are they are pretty solid defensively, especially up front. And I think that's going to be the key to this game. But 192 from Jones last week shows that they're not just a, a one-dimensional team and, and Tom Brady. They can run the ball. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to to open up that passing game. I think it, it's an interesting game. I, I think this one – I guess I also don't like Jared Goff. I just don't like him as an NFL quarterback. I, I think he's had some, some really solid weapons around him. I, since he's been quarterback out there, and and it, it's kind of been a band aid to, to how good of a player he actually is, because he has had some awful football games that you're just you're you're, you're kind of surprised that he's an NFL player. <laughs> but then he's had some really good games. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Jared Goff as as a quarterback. Would you take Jared Goff on the Bears? <laughs> Probably. I mean, it could be. I'm, I may be a little bitter because I had him on my fantasy team a few years ago, and he was so hit and miss. So maybe it's maybe I'm taking it a little bit too personally with uh, with Jared Goff's performances, and maybe that's when I wished he wasn't an NFL quarterback. But just in general, I don't. I mean, you're you're comparing apples to oranges with with Brady and Goff. This isn't a quarterback matchup. This is can the Rams stop Tom Brady? And if they can't, then this could be a bloodbath. Yeah, and I said this last week. I, the Rams might be defensively the best team in the league. They get pressure on the quarterback. They get pressure up the middle, which is what Brady has always struggled with. As as great as he is, which he's the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> of course he is. But at, at 43 years old <laughs> and his lack of, lack of mobility – you get pressure. He he he's bothered by it. He was bothered by it against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Um, you did have to throw out that forty-three because you know he's Tom Brady, and I'm in your basement <laughs> doing a podcast. So makes me feel pretty good. Um, Jalen Ramsey, you can just pin him on Mike Evans or or Godwin, whichever one you think is more dangerous at, at this point, and kind of lock him down. Um, I, I like the Rams, despite your your hatred of golf. I like I like the Rams plus four. Um, I think this I think this could be 
coming down to a field goal at the end of the game. I think it's going to be that close. Um, it, it could be could can Goff make a play in the last drive, or is it going to be Brady? Um, so yeah, I'm going to take the I'm going to, I'm just going to keep riding that defense, and uh, I'll take I'll take the Rams plus four. I uh, I don't have that, and I don't I don't like that. I think I think the Bucks can give those points, and uh, I will take the under because of the the Rams defense. I, I do I do think it'll stay under, but I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. But I just I don't I don't think that they're going to be able to stop Brady enough. I think they will. It will they'll get to him, and and they'll take him take him down a few times. But it's Tom Brady. He's the best that ever played the game. We'll review these picks at the end, but that's at least three games that we've we've now kind of gone head to head. Well, you have had a lot more success with sports betting than I have, so anything on a one week basis. Yeah, I I, I would still um, I would I would listen to what I have to say, but Phil is what I would call the expert in the family when it comes to this. Maybe at this point, but uh, you're, you're kind of just getting rolling now. Um, one of my kind of separate favorite plays of the week is um, over 51.5 points, uh, Falcons at the Saints. Falcons have been playing really well the last few weeks. They can still put up points. They can also give up a lot of points. And we got the Jameis Winston show coming back uh, with the Saints, and it could be it could be a lot of up and down. You might see some pick sixes from him. You're going to see some touchdowns. I think, I think vertically now they can probably do a little bit more with Winston than Breeze. Um, so I don't, I don't have a pick for the game, but I love that going over. I mean, that, that could be a 35-30 game easy. Um, so that's my favorite separate play of the week. Um, you got a parlay of the week you like? I have a three-leg parlay that is for guys who don't want to take big chances on parlays but maybe still want to get a little bit of a payout, maybe feel like you got a victory. It's I've got these three teams on money line, uh, so you can maybe win a little bit more, but... I have the, the Steelers, Vikings, and Browns on that, that parlay. I think uh, I did not see what the payout was. I put $10 on it. You know, I don't, I don't throw a lot of money at these bets unless I really am confident in something. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to build up some money to spend more money. So, um, so that's the Steelers money line against the Jags. It's minus four thirty-five. The Vikings money line against the Cowboys minus three thirty-five, and the Browns minus one seventy-seven. Feel good about Baker Mayfield? I I don't feel good about him. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> that Baker Eagles, Mayfield feels good about himself. But the but Eagles are, are not good. The Eagles are that bad. I, I that's that's why I think those are three winning winning teams. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't like the Browns, but I think they will win that game. That, that three-leg parlay is still at plus 150. Um, so you, you put a $50 bet, you can win win a little money on that. I guess that would be uh, $75 profit on a $50 bet, so that would be solid. I I went a little bit differently. I, I, I mentioned last week that when I put these parlays together, I like to like to, to kind of play with the lines a little bit and, and you know play teasers. So... I took the Falcons again. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably insane for, for putting any stock in the Falcons because I was they were dead to me three weeks ago. But now I've seen enough life that I'm back on them. Um, I, I am going to take them plus 10.5 against the Saints, so just covering that 10.5. And, and I got the Steelers at minus 6.5 against the Jaguars. I'm going to keep picking on the Jaguars. They kind of hurt me in the parlay last week. 
and then uh, Vikings money line against the, the Cowboys at home. So that is at plus 177, $50 bet to win $138, $88 profit. That is the three-teamer of the week. Any other thoughts on week 11? No, I don't have any more thoughts on this this week. I think it's going to be a good week of football. I, I think starting Thursday night, it'll be pretty good. Um, I did put some money on the uh, the Hoosiers uh, Ohio State game coming up this weekend. That's that should be pretty fun. I don't bet on college football, but it's the Hoosiers. You don't even like college football. I don't really like college football. No, I. <laughs> I've never liked the, the, the setup that they've had all the way back to when I was a kid. It just didn't make sense. Like, you're number one. You don't have to actually play anybody to prove it, but you can just, you're just number one. So, no, I don't like college football. It, it is the biggest IU football game in program history. Yes, definitely, and I think that's, that brings excitement being an IU fan. Not a huge follower of their football program, but have paid a little bit of attention this year, and I I like I like what they're doing and it would be really cool to see them pull something off. Very doubtful, but it would be it would be pretty amazing. It, I, you know, I was looking at the, the college football national championship odds this week and to see IU as the 12th best odds to win the national championship. I had to do a double take. It's just it, it's never been even a thing that they had any sort of, you know, football ability, uh, but they get, they, they've been building this for a couple of years under Allen, and uh, they got a good quarterback. I, I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, but I think it would be great for the program to, to play, you know, solidly, competitively, and, and just make a respectable showing. I think it would go a long way for them for, for the future of their program. I had a little a couple fan bets on <laughs> on the game. I, I, I took them with the spread and on money line just to throw, throw 10 or 20 bucks at it. Maybe come up with a miracle. Going to win a little bit of cash if, if it goes your way. So um, I, I do more fan bets than what I should, I think. But I was live betting a lot during the game the other night with uh, with Minnesota, and it wasn't working out. I, I did hit the first touchdown um, of the game, and that, that gave me some money to bet with. So then I just kind of played around with it the rest of the night. It's fun if you if well, you can make some money right away, you can really do those live yeah, bets. I, yeah, and I said those first touch. That's what I said last week. Those first touchdown bets, you can find a ton of uh, value on some of those. Um, you know, a lot of them will hit over a plus one thousand. So even a five dollar bet will win you quite a bit of money. I think my my bet was five dollars and Thielen scored, and I think it was like a seventy eight dollar payout or something. So for five bucks, I'll take it. It gave me money to gamble with the rest of the night while I watched. Uh, the an atrocious team, and then in some fluky situation at the end where it looked like Nick Foles' career was over, and then you you wake up the next and morning be back. and it's a hit pointer, and you get to see him again. So you know, hopefully next time he gets carted off, he <laughs> doesn't come back in a Bears uniform. <laughs> well, listen, the, the best news of this weekend is we don't we don't have to suffer through the Bears because they're on a bye. That is that is good news. Tim, thanks uh, thanks for joining me, the first two time guest been a blast as always i uh interested to see the games this weekend and uh i am going to play golf on friday i'm i'm doing that because it's 64 degrees nice. we're getting out and playing yeah but thanks for having me again i'll look forward to coming again and uh i just want to mention again please please share uh rates keep listening if there's someone that you know that 
might find interest in this show that's into sports and sports betting, uh, I encourage you to share it with them. And uh, appreciate you listening to Your Best Bet. And we'll see you next episode.